Before we begin, we've got a couple of news items for you guys. The first one is that the Connecticut Fish and Wildlife are looking for herring observers. Uh, you may be aware that we are still under a, a herring moratorium, which started way back in 2004, if my memory serves. And, um, you know, for a long time there, we were on a steady increase. The herring numbers were coming up and up and up, and then over the last you know, four or five years, it started to fall off again. And so these uh, observer positions are you know, they're kind of important. So it's volunteer work. You're not going to get paid for it, but you can send an email to the uh, address here on the screen, and you can get yourself on a list. They're going to station you at one of the uh, one of the runs, and you're just basically going to count fish, you know, for a set amount of time, and then they'll use that uh, to sort of mathematically, or at least part of an equation that uh, helps them calculate how many fish have gone up that river, and um, you know, hopefully we'll see numbers start to go back up again. So uh, if you'd like to watch herring runs like I do, this might be a good position for you. Or if you just want to help out with some conservation efforts, uh, also a good position for you. Uh, next thing is that we are seeing more trout stocking across Rhode Island and Connecticut this week. Connecticut put in a bunch more of the broodstock seafarellans. So those are the big ones. Those are the like 6 to 10 or even 12 pound fish. Um, I know they did beach pond, I know they did long pond, I think they did a few others. In fact, last week I saw a post where they were actually cutting holes in the ice to uh, put these things in. So uh, they are getting it done no matter what happens. And uh, so that's pretty cool. That's a great fishery too, you know, it gives you that opportunity to catch a really big fish, uh, really big trout in Connecticut waters and it's a unique strain. So it's a very cool and unique fishery that gets a lot of people in uh, into fishing in, in the wintertime out in Connecticut. And then over in Rhode Island, um, they added two more ponds to the list. They did Carbuncle Pond, they did uh, Carolina Trout Pond. So, um, you know, that's 12 or 14 ponds stocked over the last couple of weeks. So you know the trout fishing has been very good across Rhode Island and should continue to uh, produce good catches right up to the season closure uh, at the end of this month on February 29th. So got that. And the last thing, of course, is the giveaway, which is ongoing. I am building the prize for this one. I still haven't uh, decided exactly what we're going to do. i got a whole bunch of stuff in process right now, so I'll paint something up nice. And this one's going to wrap up on April 24th, if my memory serves. It's the last Wednesday in April. And uh, you guys know the drill by now, but it's got to be you holding your fish, and um, it's got to be a recently taken photo. It can't be from the summertime. It's got to be recent. And... Um, we will we'll get you in the contest, and we'll probably also get you in the magazine. You might see yourself on the report video as well. Uh, so get those in to me at deanderson@thefisherman.com, or text them to the number on the screen, and uh, we'll get things going. Moving over to the fishing reports now, we'll start things off with the freshwater synopsis. This week, you know, gathering reports was a little tough. Uh, we're in sort of another transition where we were we had safe ice last week, and then we got warm, we got rain, and now the most of the ice melted, especially here along the coast, and then now we've got skim ice everywhere. So skim ice is hampering a lot of fishing efforts along the coast, and then further inland, um, you know, you've got a lot of places where the ice just isn't safe, and then, you know, you go much further and you're starting to get to walk on the ice again. So, you know, what we did here, you know, anywhere north and west of Boston seems to be uh, at least having a much better opportunity for safer ice. There was some pike caught on the Merrimack River this week through the ice. Uh, some of those fish were in the mid-teen pound class, which is a good-sized fish. Up in Maine and New Hampshire, uh, pretty much everything is safe from what I've been hearing. And um, good catches coming from a lot of the ponds up there. You get down, you know, closer to Boston, you go down toward the Cape, and, uh, you know, we got a lot of more open water. Uh, seeing some good smallmouth bass fishing uh, happening out on the Cape. 
uh, finesse tactics have been getting it done. I got these pictures from Mike Weck of a really nice one that he caught on one of the Cape Ponds using some finesse tactics there. Largemouth bass have been a little tougher to find except for, you know, the guys that are sort of incidentally catching them on shiners and then, you know, the few that we're seeing coming through the ice uh, out west. Um, and then, you know, the other thing, of course, is just so much trout stocking going on. The trout fishing has been very good uh, this time of the year. I like to throw jerk baits and stuff like that. You can get them on Ned rigs. You can get them on all kinds of live bait. Um, and But the bite has been good across the region. And anytime, you know, just anything, anything like this, you know, the, the pikes seem to re respond to this, and so do the stock trout. We get a system coming through. Those days leading up to the system and the day of the system, uh, things can get pretty crazy. So uh, those are good days to target if you want to get the rod bent. Moving over into the regional reports now, uh, first thing we want to do is congratulate Jim Jukes, who welcomed his grand first granddaughter into the world this week. And uh, I got a picture of him here with the, with the new baby. And I uh, just want to give him a heartfelt congratulations from all of us. So please join me in congratulating Jim on that momentous occasion. Uh, he's the one who told me about the pike coming out of the Merrimack. He also said there's been some safe ice west of Plum Island where... Um, you know, the bite's been spotty. It's been weather dependent, uh, but guys are getting some trout, some panfish, the occasional largemouth bass, and, you know, good sprinkling of pickerel, as we usually see through the ice up here. Getting down closer to Boston, um, you know, a lot of unsafe ice along the coast, and then, you know, the few ponds that are open are producing. Out of the Cape, we got mostly open water. Um, as we talked about in the freshwater synopsis, there's been some pretty good smallmouth bass action on the Cape. There's also been some really good trout action. If you want to target trout, um, you know, I do it with a jerkbait, I do it with a Ned Rig, something like that. I, I like to use artificials for the most part. Um, but if it's a day like today that's kind of chilly, you know, you can uh, keep your hands in your pockets by uh, using, some, using a nightcrawler and just using a worm blower. What you do is put like four bubbles of air inside that nightcrawler, just hook it once. And then put it on a slip sinker rig, throw it out there, and it's going to float that worm up off the bottom. And it's just too much for these trout to resist. Also keeps it out of the weeds, out of the mud. And, um, you know, you can just sit there and prop your rod up and uh, wait for the tip to jiggle. Uh, no real saltwater action to talk about in Massachusetts. A couple guys still apparently finding some mackerel around the west end of the canal. I guess there's been some pollock uh, out there as well for the uh, hardcore hardies that want to go out there and give that a shot. Um, that is an option. And we'll wrap things up in Massachusetts with a quick report from out west with Roy Leva. Hey Dave, Roy Leva here uh, with this week's Western Mass Report. Um, just getting off the ice here. Uh, pretty decent day. Um, I think they're starting to slow down a little bit. Uh, the fishing has been phenomenal uh, wherever you could get on ice. I don't know if it's because we have a series of lows that keep coming in um, and these fish are just feeding day after day. I mean, I haven't seen the sun in over a week. So, um, so yeah, I do say a word of caution. I mean, if you're looking to get on safe ice, you're probably going to have to go north of, uh, of the Mass Pike and west of 91. Um, you know, that, that, that uphill corner of uh, Massachusetts, that, that northwest corner of Massachusetts, anywhere in there. Um, and even that's kind of iffy in some places. Uh, edges are really starting to go real fast. There's a really a lot of soft snow and, and you know you've got like two three inches of snow then about an inch inch and a half of water and then there's you know anywhere from four to five inches of really crappy black ice underneath um, but it's it's still here i don't know what tomorrow's temps are going to do um they're uh, supposed to be in the 40s the next few days like mid to high 40s so 
I can't I can't imagine that's gonna help and with all the snow on it um, you know that's not any good but I, I still probably think you know about another week of, of ice definitely um, if the temps turn out the way they're supposed to be um, you know other than that that's it I mean get out pike fishing's good uh, you know trout fishing's good pan fishing's just been phenomenal I mean I, I just I don't understand how so many days of just constant you know really good fishing and you know whether it's just that first ice last ice is all crammed into one or if just you know these constant lows that we keep getting out here in western mass uh have anything to do uh with the way they're feeding so with that said uh you know stay safe out there check the ice as you go out um you really don't want to make any mistakes um you know and no fish is worth that so Catch you guys later. Maybe I'll have another report for you next week with some better, better information and more ice to, to get on. This week, uh, things it's been a little bit of a tough week. We also don't have any of our Rhode Island uh, video correspondence this week. Uh, TJ just got back from vacation, so he hasn't done any local fishing. Jeff Sullivan is out doing some musky fishing, so um, he's busy doing that and uh, didn't have time to shoot us a video. And John Lee is under the weather, so we'll wish him well. Hope he gets better for next week. Um, what I did here is I the guys from the Francis fleet took a couple runs and I guess the cod bite has been pretty slow. They find a lot of bait out there on the rock pile south of blocks, so hopefully that means you know some fish will move in and the bite will improve. We'll keep an eye on uh, their social media and uh, see what happens over the next week. Keep you uh, keep you up to date on that. I did hear about some holdover striped bass action. These fish are in deep water now. They're looking, you know, you want to be looking in like 25 to 60 feet of water if you can find it and a lot of the fish are suspending so you got to throw little finesse rigs um, something like a Demiki rig which is really a freshwater uh, technique but will work really great on suspending uh, stripers so that's something you can do uh, most of the fish I heard about were you know in the 20 to 25 inch range but a couple fish up to like 35 inches were landed so um, if, you, if you got a good little holdover spot Rhode Island you know, you might be able to find some, especially if we get a little bit of rain or we get a nice warmer day coming up. Um, and then, of course, we've got the trout fishing, which has been really good. And they keep, you know, the, the uh, DEM continues to stock. So uh, the bite is just going to continue to be good right through the end of this month when things close down. I did talk to Jeff Sullivan today, and he said that the white perch spawn, or not the spawn, but the pre-spawn feed seems to be happening. So he's been getting into on that. Uh, that's one of his favorite fish to target, so you know he's uh, hit, hitting it hard, and uh, the bite has been very good, um, according to him. A lot of guys do that with like little countdowns or uh, little hair rigs or stuff like that, so if you want to try to get in on it, um, those are a couple ways you can do it. And then, um, other than that, that's what that's all I've got for you guys around Island this week. Moving over into Connecticut, there's really two main sources of angler attention right now in Connecticut. You've got sea frail and brown trout, and you've got holdover striped bass. Um, a lot of sea frail and stocking going on, not a lot of catching going on. I don't know what to attribute that to, but not a lot of guys are landing 
a Seif Rollins right now from what I've heard. I've talked to a lot of tackle shops and no one has a photo for me. No one has a fish uh, story for me. So if you guys got one, if you got a photo, please uh, send me an email, deandersonatthefisherman.com, and uh, send them over. And, uh, you know, maybe we can get you in the report next week. But that's getting a lot of interest. They're putting a lot of big fish in, so that's good. Uh, on the holdover striper end of things, most guys are fishing the Housatonic. Big surprise there, I know. And um, it's been spotty, but if we get some weather, if we get some rain, we get, or if we get a warm day when you get the drips coming off the edge of your roof, you know, that means things are melting. That's putting runoff into the river. It seems like muddy water and, you know, muddy water moving water has been picking up the bite over there. And uh, more guys are concentrating on medium-sized soft plastics right now, like an Albi Snacks or like a 5-inch uh, No Life Bait Needed, something like that. But we're still seeing some good fish coming out of there on some bigger baits as well. So, you know, bring a variety and, uh, you know, just put in your time. The better bites definitely been at night and, again, around those weather systems. Uh, now let's check in with our field correspondents in Connecticut, starting off with Captain Mike Roy from Realcast Charters. Hey, guys, for this week, I haven't been doing any fishing but I did just post a new YouTube video on my YouTube channel, Real Cash Charters, and I'm talking about the Ben Parker Flutter Spoon made by Nichols Lure. These lures have been hot for the past two years. They're great for striped bass fishing, so if you go to my YouTube channel, you can learn more about these. Also, getting some new products in. So I did just get this rod that I'm really psyched about. This is from Shimano. This is the Grappler Type Slow J. You really got to pick this up to feel how light it is. I mean, it weighs ounces. It's made for slow pitch jigging. I threw on this Shimano Tranks 301. I'm a big fan of the Tranks, but this would go well with a like a 14 Torium or Trinidad. I just happen to really like the left hand retrieve conventional reels. But this is specifically made for slow pitch jigging. The slow pitch jigs like these Shimano Shimmer Falls, these will work great. Up here for stripers, bluefish, black sea bass. But I'm bringing these down to Panama. I'm going down there the end of April. And these are going to work for snappers, groupers, tunas. So looking forward to trying out this rod. That's all I have for you for this week. Thanks. Now let's toss it over to Rowan Lytle. Hey everybody, so we are in kind of a nice holding pattern now. Fairly mild conditions for the winter. Uh, looks like most of the nights are going to be below freezing. Uh, we did get a little more rain. That kind of killed whatever ice was left. I mean, there wasn't really much uh, to speak of after that big thaw last week. So no safe ice to be had in the Connecticut River Valley at this point. In fact, there are some ponds that are open. So if you want to target big largemouth, uh, with like jigging pig tactics and uh, float and fly, things like that. That could net you some fish if you find some open water. Uh, otherwise, I've mostly been trout fishing. There's been decent periods of activity either towards the end of the day when temperatures are at their peak or early in the morning when there are some winter caddis active. Uh, that's a hatch that happens fairly early, and although it doesn't always result in good dry fly fishing, uh, usually the bugs kind of just crawl out onto rocks to emerge. Um, it can bump up the activity of the fish and this morning once those bugs were no longer active and I wasn't seeing them crawling around on the rocks or flying around I wasn't catching fish on nymphs uh, anymore but you get some good uh, periods of trout activity throughout the day on these kind of mild winter days and it looks like we're going to be in a holding pattern with that for a while and we'll wrap things up in Connecticut by checking in with Matt Stone from Black Hall Outfitters 
What's up, everyone? Matt here from Black Hall Outfitters in Westbrook with this week's fishing report. A lot of the um, bigger lakes and stuff have opened up um, recently from the warm-up and rain that we had. Um, I was able to get out yesterday on a local lake. It was fully free of ice. Um, there are a few still with some ice hanging around the edges, um, but a lot of those ramps and stuff opened up. Uh, keep an eye on the Connecticut trout stocking page. They're definitely dumping some fish in recently. Um, you know, gives you something to go after if you're not sure what to do with your day. You can always check that and it'll kind of point you in the right direction. Uh, holdovers still getting caught in terms of stripers. Um, they're definitely still around. Uh, so just keep plugging, you know, plugging away at those guys low and slow with soft plastics, bouncing, slow retrieves, um, things like that. Uh, a lot of the freshwater stuff, you know, you're kind of, in deep winter mode right now so slow stuff um you can do the freshwater big bait style as well if that's something that you've done before um, but overall we're in midwinter right now so find something to uh, go after and enjoy your time out there and the last thing that i can tell you guys is max doesn't have a video but he did tell me there's been you know he told me that the hoosie's been decent and he said that uh, there's been some herring around norwalk harbor although it's been a tough bite um, and other than that uh, that's what i've got for you guys in connecticut this week Hopefully it's going to inspire you to get out there. I know it's cold. I know it's been a little bit tough of a bite, or tougher of a bite, but uh, especially if you want to go for trout, you're probably going to find some fish. Just go on your local uh, fisheries and wildlife services um, social media. You'll find the most recently stocked ponds, and you can put yourself in a good position to bend the rod doing that. If you're not a subscriber to The Fisherman, I highly recommend you head over to our website. That's thefisherman.com. You get a full taste of what we offer. We cover all the fishing from Delaware up to Maine and all of the angling disciplines that you can do that with, whether it's fly fishing, whether it's heading offshore, surf fishing, kayak fishing, fishing from a paddleboard. It's all covered on the website. Um, if, you, if that tickles your fancy, you can sign up. It's $29.95 for the year. You're going to get 12 paper magazines sent to your house. You're going to get 26 digital editions sent to your email. And in addition to that, you're also going to get access to all of our back issues and our other two editions. So you get digital access to the Long Island and the New Jersey edition. You can keep yourself updated on all of the fishing. We have reports that cover all of that region. But if you're still not interested after all that, at the very least, give us a like and subscribe here on YouTube and hit that little bell thing down there so you get a notification every time we post something new. We appreciate you guys for watching, and we'll see you next week.